Welcome back to the 150K podcast, where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have a special guest, Carmen. How do you say your last name? Because I know I was going to mess it up. <laughs> Ventrucci. Ventrucci. It's like the Gucci. Nice. Gucci is the best part. Yes. No, that's awesome. So I actually have been following your stuff, being in contact with you, I think for two to three years, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I got the honor of meeting you when you were doing the Ruby Road podcast tour, which is a crazy cool thing. Um, we met over in, uh, I think it was Frisco or somewhere around there, uh, maybe Grapevine. But Grapevine. for the people that don't know you, you do coaching, You've been traveling around the country with your kids. There's a ton of other stuff that you do. Give us a little bit of information about what you what you do and what you've been doing for the past, what, three, four years now? Yeah, fantastic. So my name is Carmen Ventrucci. I have been given the nickname by several people of the girl with the golden shovel. This is actually a nickname I earned when I was working in the corporate environment. And I've taken that, that skill set with me to my own business, being a, being a business owner and an entrepreneur, to help small business owners find money in their business. So that's why I am the girl with the golden shovel. And it, it's, it's, it sounds intimidating. It sounds like it might not be easy. It's actually, when you think about it and how the way I break it down, quite easy to find the revenue. And mm -hmm. what I do, the method I created is really based on Pareto's principle. So if you've heard of that, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% 80 of your, your revenue or your rewards come from 20% of your effort. Right. So if we make just small incremental changes with these business owners on how they do stuff, we'll just, we'll simplify it, just call it stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they can really see big rewards on the other side and make a bigger impact in their business and their communities. And so I, that, that's what I do as a business consultant. I, as you mentioned, Joe, we did take a little adventure trip this past year. Um, my husband, six kids and dog and I rented our house, bought a camper, bought a really big car to tow the camper. And we toured the country, the USA for nine months nine while months. we road schooled while we worked, while we met new friends like mm -hmm, you, Joe, definitely. while we met old friends that we had across the country. And I want to go back and do it again. Like now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. It was so fun. That was prop. That was the first live podcast I got to do. So, you know, we do a lot of these ones on zoom and all, but getting to meet your family, having your kids come up and give me the hug that just like surprised me, which was, that was, that was probably the, the funnest podcast I've been on. Oh, good. Yes. My kids are huggers. We're huggers. And it was so we, we podcasted El Fresco. We sat by this beautiful lake. Mm -hmm. There were, you know, ducks quacking in the background and we yeah. had a great conversation by the lake. It was just easy. It was laid, mm -hmm. you know, it was laid back. It was genuine and it was easy. Well, and the funny thing was on that podcast, I remember I'm, I told you I'm an entrepreneur. I help people mm -hmm. a little bit, but I'm not doing anything outside of that. And it's funny that you were like, okay. And then I told you what, three, four months ago, mm -hmm. I'm going to do something. And being on your podcast mm -hmm. got my mind thinking of helping people because once I shared it, they just kind of started going out. So thank mm -hmm. you. You've got me going oh, thank in you. this direction. <laughs> well, you know, it was so interesting. I remember that conversation. Like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, help people. You know, I want to be the entrepreneur. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me know when you change your mind because I know you're thinking about it. So well, it, it, it was a I'll let you answer mechanism. that for now. Yes. More to come. Stay tuned. Yes, yes. That will be on a different podcast. We're talking about you today. <laughs> okay. So, so you were in the corporate world. 
like I was, um, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're doing it and being very successful. What made you make that shift from corporate life to entrepreneur, girl with the golden shovel? That's a great question, Joe. So, you know, like a lot of people, I got a little older mm-hmm. and I had a lot of children. And so I had a couple wake up calls along the way. Um, now, I've, my husband and I, we've been real estate investors both together and before we met each other for almost 20 years now. So I always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial streak in me, even though I was still doing this, this job in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm a biomedical engineer with an MBA. So credential wise, I am like bred for corporate America. Yep. And there was, I had a couple of wake up calls along the way and life really started throwing a whole bunch of curveballs at us. So the first real wake up call I had was way back in 2013 when I had my twin boys. So two of our six kids are twin boys and they are seven and a half now. Nice. I, w- I was only able to take a nine week maternity leave. Ooh. And so and for all you ladies who are listening out there, I mean, I, I mean, Joe, you just made a face. You kind of went, ooh, I'm sure all you ladies who are listening are going, ooh, as well, hearing that. And I remember calling my supervisor at the time while I was still on maternity leave and saying, hey, I'm coming back soon. What am I going to be working on? What you guys got for me? And he told me what I was going to be working on. And I was like, that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work on that. And that was a real wake up call for me. Like I am leaving these two beautiful baby boys at home. And I had uh, another child at the time who was one. So we Mm -hmm. had three under the age of two for a little bit. And it's like, really? I'm leaving these guys at home to go do that. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yep. I ignored that wake up call because I didn't leave the corporate world until much later. But it really got me thinking. It got me like researching more. That's when I really started reading more, reading more of those, you know, personal development books, Mm -hmm. business finance books, just trying to better myself. So that was wake up call number one. Um, wake up call number two, my oldest two kids are actually nieces that we are now legal guardians for. And they came to live with us back in 2018. And as you can imagine, they are family adding two more kids for a total of six kids. Now, literally overnight was just like, (laughs) it's a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, we worked through it and there's been highs and lows and it's been great. We worked through it, but it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I need to learn these new two new personalities, how they fit into our, our mesh as a family. Um, you know, as you can imagine, just bringing two kids into your home like that, there's a bunch of legal stuff we had to take care of. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just kind of a, a lot to process. Yeah. Top it off that year, later in 2018, my husband had two medical issues. He's fine. Um, one Good. was skin cancer. He's okay. My dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He is now okay too. And just a lot of going on. And then the real kicker, the real wake up call happened in 2019 when my sister had a really, really, really massive stroke. Mm-hmm. And she was only 36 years old at the time. This was nine days after she had her second daughter. And she's at home. She survived the stroke. Statistically, she should not have. Mm-hmm. And she's at home. She's still recovering. She gets to be at home with her girls, though. And that was just like, boom, big wake up call for me. We hear tragedy on the news every day. I mean, you know, we, we hear of other people experiencing these big um, upheavals in their family of some sort of medical emergency or other emergencies. This one really hit home because mm-hmm. we almost lost her. 
And by that time I was thinking, all right, I wanna get out of corporate America. I wanna take what I do and do it a little differently and help business owners. Cause I was able to t- translate a lot of the skills I used in corporate America to my own business, which is right. awesome. And so my original plan was to leave at the end of 2019. So December 31st, 2019. I, and then I, I had actually a really good talk with a, with a good friend. And he's like, why are you waiting? And I was like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Why am I waiting? I can do this now. Yep. And so I got creative. I accelerated my plans. I left June 4th, 2019 and started my own business. So it's now been officially two years out on my own outside of corporate America. And it's one of the best decisions I have done for me and I have done for my family. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the fact mm-hmm. that you had stuff set, but you realized money, corporate, mm-hmm. for lack of better terms, safety isn't worth legacy family, mm-hmm. doing what I love to do, traveling across the country with my kids. Because if you were, sorry, that just popped up in front of me. If you were doing, <laughs> um, if you were like in a corporate job, like you couldn't go mm-hmm. and do the Ruby Reward like you did. You couldn't do all the different cool things you do now. Oh, absolutely. Not, not, at least not in the job I was in. So the Ruby road is what we called our adventure. If you guys go to the Ruby road.com, we have a YouTube channel. It's a ton of fun. I mean, I would, so here's the thing, Joe, 2020 hit. A lot of people had time on their hands all of a sudden. I actually set myself up for success and able to handle 2020 well, unbeknownst to me at the time by leading my corporate job and starting my own business in 2019. 2019 was my killer year. It almost broke me mm-hmm. for, for many different reasons. And because I went through that already, 2020 was actually kind of a breeze for me. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, be like, oh, it was easy for me and not for you. <laughs> I mean, because I, that, 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 that is not my intention at all. Gotcha. I'm just saying, I, I, I saw opportunity in everything going on. My husband and I, from the day we made the decision to go on that trip, the Ruby road trip to the day we left six weeks, that's it. So in six weeks, we rented our house, bought a camper, bought a car, bought all the stuff to go in the camper, like packed up our stuff and put it somewhere, started planning our route six weeks. That's it. That's a lot to do in six weeks. Yes, that is. And so because I, we were set up already so that we could follow our road. One of my, our taglines is follow your road when we saw that opportunity, we were able to just run with it. Like mm-hmm. I've, I always hear your downtime determines your uptime yep. for us. Uptime was being able to go on that trip because we were already set up to live the lifestyle we wanted. No, that's good. So from what I'm hearing you say there, you were able to, with what happened in 2019, position yourself to succeed in 2020. And it mm-hmm. looks like you found the, well, you knew this, but you collapsed time because you're telling your story earlier about how you, you thought about doing stuff and then you did, but then with this six weeks, you did this in that's crazy. Yeah. Six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks. And you know, here, here's the, here's the awesome thing. When like we could get into all like the science behind how our mind works. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you like how it was for us. Mm -hmm. The moment we decided that we were going to do this trip, we saw other opportunities that would help us make the trip possible. Mm-hmm. We, we, we decided we were going to do the trip. We quickly realized we needed a bigger vehicle in order to safely tow the camper. We put out our feelers. We got online, boom, found one. It's 90 miles away from us. And it's a unicorn. It's yep. named the beast. We yes, named it the beast. Yes, I remember. Um, the beast was actually my mobile office on the trip. I would be very 
common to see me in, in the passenger seat, like talking mm-hmm. to clients on Zoom and or doing or doing podcasting. So the beast became my mobile office. We determined we needed a camper. Boom, found one. We kind of knew where we wanted to go, mapped out the route, knew our friends along the way who were going to stop and say hi to and could help us find fun things to do. Yep. The point is we decided. So as soon as we decided, something clicked in both the minds of myself and my husband that helped us find the ways to make it possible. No, that's good. So here would be my question, because I know a lot of my listeners are probably thinking this. How, like, once you made that decision, how, how did you get yourself just to be able to choose that decision? So certainly, because a lot of people have great mm-hmm. ideas and dreams and stuff, but they're not certain. Because when you said that, your eyes lit up and you're like, I made this mm-hmm. decision and it opened up for me. So are there any tricks, tips, ideas that people can do with that? Or is that just, you just got to do it? You know, part of it is you, you just got to do it. Think about, <clears throat> excuse me, you got me talking, you got me all for Um, Think about a little bit of game theory though. Okay. So if you, you have options, you're going to make a decision. You have path A and you have path B. For us, path A was going on the trip. What was path B for us? It was our six kids probably in school and then out of school and then in school and then out of school, given the, the quarantine environment. Right. It was sports being canceled. So we were going to be sitting around a lot more winter in Minnesota, which is we're from Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is, you, you know, a lot of fun at times and also pretty brutal <laughs> at times. Yep. Okay. And so we were like this way, our kids can, yes, they're going to be learning on iPads from a distance yet. It's going to be more consistent than them in and out of school in this other model, because we, we, we saw that writing on the wall that it would start and then it would stop and then it would start and then it would stop and then it, it would switch. So all our activities, like I couldn't play hockey. My kids couldn't play hockey. Our other kids couldn't play softball. So as you know, for as far as our social aspect, we're like, well, we're not going to be seeing our people. So that's two strikes against staying home. Mm-hmm. And We've always said, hey, we should take an RV trip someday and go on vacation. Right. Why wait for someday? Let's do it now. And I love that. So, because... yeah. No, so I why just... not? So for us, it was it was a clear choice for us. No, that's perfect. I just love the fact that you guys just thought of something, made a decision, reverse engineered it so you could get it done and just move forward. So how mm-hmm. did that affect, because I know you do a lot with client online and all, how did that affect um you know, you're doing the Zooms and all with them. Was that just made it easier for you because you had more adaptability with it? Or was it crazy doing the mobile office? You know, it was a little bit of both. So yes, there were times when it was crazy. We, we I had to train the kids a little bit on when mommy's in her mobile office, you do not come up and just start pounding on the window going, hi, mom, hi, mom. <laughs> um, right, as right. kids sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, you get this one. And um, my clients are pretty generally, they understand I have kids and they understand mm-hmm. that we may get interrupted. And it's the same with my clients. My business actually increased when we mm-hmm. started the trip. Um, I, I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, people are looking to recover. Number two, people have more time and more time to invest in their business development, and personal development. And number three, it, like it, 2020 was a big awakening for a lot of people. Yep. So my business actually increased. And if here's my take on it, if you have an issue or a challenge with me speak, communicating with you via zoom while I'm in my car, then you're not my client. Right. And I can right. recommend somebody else that you can go to. 
And that's just like, that's how I operate. I've had one person say, yeah, that was kind of weird. And then I explained to him like, well, this is why he's like, oh, that's really cool. I don't have an issue with it anymore. I'm like, okay. So it's, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And guess what? Neither are you. Right. So that's perfect. That's just, that's the way I approach it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people, when they're doing business sales, coaching, whatever is you'll attract the people that you attract and they'll be drawn to you because of the things that you bring in. Um, so what I like to always ask guests is mindset wise, do you have like daily routines and habits that you do? Or are you more free, free flowing? What, what do you, what do you recommend for people? Oh, that's a great question. So I am at the point because we are just now returning to our home where I am establishing a new daily routine. Mm-hmm. And what that is going to involve is me getting up before everybody else in the house, because that's my flow. I'm more mm-hmm. of a morning person. I can get more done in the morning. So, and then I can also, it's a time for me to reflect and just like quiet. My house is loud. It's just a nice quiet time for me. I can go for a walk with my dog or take some time to meditate. I don't really do journaling, journaling, and I don't get along. Um, and just think about my business. I mean, this is my, this is like my creative thinking time. I am an idea factory and I have a lot of my best ideas in the morning. Mm -hmm. No, that's perfect. Yeah. I've gotten into, I, I do more of my stuff in the afternoon. Um, I like to Mm -hmm. get up. I listen to podcasts when I go in to work, I get home, then I I'm more creative at night, but I understand like I'm trying to do more of the journaling and stuff. Journaling is not my Mm -hmm. thing either. I'm with you. Uh, it's an acquired taste for me. I know it's incredibly transformative for a lot of people. I'm waiting for that incredible transformation. Well, but here's the crazy thing. I write, like I write sci-fi and I write fantasy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like that, but journaling has never been like, I don't know. It's just not my thing. And it works for Mm -hmm. people. I get it. It's just not my thing. So next fun question. And I love Mm -hmm. this one. If you could go back in time or in the future, and be in a spot for one year, where would you go and what would you learn? Oh my goodness. Great question. Um, I think I, I would go to the future. I, I'm more of like the past is the past and we, we need to learn from it. So I, I, I am where I am today because of my past. So I don't necessarily want to change that. I would go to the future and you know what? I would go, I want to see where I am in 10 years. That's good. And so I would go 10 years ahead. What would I learn? I don't know. I really like to cook. So I think I, I, I would go like whoever is the hot new celebrity chef in 10 years. Nice. Just follow them for a year and then come back and bring my awesome cooking skills to the present day. No, that's awesome. And you're the first mm-hmm. guest to tell me that they would go in the future. Like if I ask really? myself this question, yes, everyone else I've mm-hmm. talked to so far has gone back into the past to talk to someone that was meaningful to them, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I would be mm-hmm. like, I want to go into the future and just see how it works out. You know, mm-hmm. what did I accomplish that that I vibe with you on that completely? <laughs> yeah. Um. So with your business, with what you're doing now, um, you do coaching you do business consulting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you do or where are you, where are you going with what you're doing now that you're back home and trying to get more into that routine? So I, right now I'm an army of one in my business. So um, I am very excited because uh, when this podcast airs, I will have just completed my first discover NLP seminar with one of my friends and business partners, Lisa. Oh, and nice. so our goal 
is to help business owners and sales professional understand NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. Basically, it's the art of communication to help both you and others realize you have more choice. And so I NLP the crap out of my kids. Mm -hmm. Like they behave better because I know how to choose my words wisely with them. I negotiate like a pro because I know how to choose my words right, wise, wisely, wisely, except for pronouncing <laughs> right. them apparently. And I can read, you know, it, it's about building rapport with people, reading their body language, doing a cold read and establishing a connection with them. And so this is a, this is one of those soft skills. Some people just have, mm-hmm. and other people have really had to work on over the years. And so our goal is to train and help other business owners and, and sales professionals learn these skills so they can have more impact in their business and their environments. So that's an exciting new thing. But to back to your original question, I really want to build, like I have this vision in my mind and we'll see if I accomplish it in 10 years when I go to the future. I want to build this business consulting firm. Mm-hmm. I want to be an entire firm. And yes, I left corporate America. I kind of wanted to build my own corporation. I already have the exit strategy plan. Nice. Like I always start at the end in mind. When I buy a uh-huh. house, I like, how can I sell the house? How do I unload it? Same thing with business. How do I unload this business? How do I get out of it and maximize my investment in return? And so that's really what, it, what I want to build. So I'm starting conversations with other people because I am an army of one, which is glorious. And at the same time, I miss that team aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whether I, I'm bringing people to my team via joint venture uh, agreements via hiring them as an independent consultant or as a W2 employee, I really want to start building that team so we can have more impact. So my business, it's all about choice, clarity, and impact. Mm-hmm. My, my thing is with my business owners, I'm like, Hey, it's your business. You get to choose how you run it. Yep. As long as it's legal, ethical, moral, and plausible, mm-hmm. AKA makes you money. You get to choose how you run it. The clarity portion comes in when you have clarity on you, your business, your clients or customers, and what they really need and want, things get easier. Your sales get easier. Your marketing gets easier. And then the impact, not only is it financial impact, it's impact on your your family, your relationships, your employees, creating that positive business environment that you want. And then when you have all of those, it helps you follow your road. Because then you get to do more of the fun stuff that you want to do, whether it's helping more people or touring the country for nine months in an RV with your family. No, you get that's to follow your road. You, you mm-hmm. just gave a ton of golden nugget fare. Um, reverse engineer your dreams. Plan mm-hmm. everything out. Find what you need to build your dream, your passion, your plan. Like there's just like so much stuff in it. The neuro. So I want to start, I want to go back to the NLP first and then move Mm -hmm. through that. So on NLP, I use this in sales. Now I do it more auditory Mm -hmm. because I sell over the phone. I know people read body language. I'm just more uh, auditory. So Mm -hmm. when you said that you did this to your kids, because I have a lot, I have kids too. Is that like Mm -hmm. just positive affirmation or can you give an example of how you would use NLP? Because you said you're programming your kids that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. It sounds so weird when you say you're programming your kids that way. Well, but no, program, I'm communicating with my kids. Training. Yeah. Yeah. So like you will dance like a chicken. No. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm helping them. I'm communicating in a way that they can better understand. And so first of all, I have six kids. As you can imagine, there's a variety of personalities. 
Some are really auditory, like you just said, some are really visual and some are really kinesthetic. So I can be saying the same thing. Like today we're going to the park after lunch. I just have to say it three different ways. I have to like put it on the whiteboard on the fridge. Mm-hmm. I have to tell one kid in particular, we are going to the park after lunch. Cause if he reads it, he's not going to remember it. And then I, with, with a couple others, I have to say, we're going to the park after lunch and just kind of like make up a little sign language <laughs> so they can, they can, you know, they learn by doing, they learn yep. by motion. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, I'll tell you this quick story. So when my nieces came to live with me, we had some issues with like, not just my nieces, all the kids, little white lies being told in the house, mm-hmm. which, you know, nothing major. It's kids being kids or testing boundaries. Yep. It was driving us nuts as parents. And so I was saying, we don't lie in this house. We don't lie in this house. We don't lie in this house. The one thing I've learned from NLP or not the one thing, one of the major, major things that I've learned from NLP is that words matter. Mm-hmm. And the word not N O T our unconscious mind fails to process it. It ignores the word not yet pays attention to everything else around it. So when I'm telling my kids, we don't lie, I'm actually saying we lie. We do lie is what I was actually saying to Uh them. And so I heard this. I'm like, okay, let's switch it up. I switched from saying we don't lie to we always tell the truth in this house. Mm -hmm. Like that, their behavior started changing. And depending on the kid, those little white lies either went away completely or were drastically reduced. And so that little experiment, that's what got me hooked on this stuff because that just telling them what I actually want them to do instead of the opposite, knowing how powerful that is. Let's okay. Let's think about this in a corporate environment. If you're saying, Hey, Joe, don't forget our meeting on Thursday. What did I just tell you? Forget our meeting on Thursday. Forget our meeting on Thursday. And I can switch it and say, Hey, Joe, remember our meeting on Thursday, I'm telling you to remember and to be there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just simple little tactics like that, that have incredible impact on everyone you're communicating with. I mean, and we're human, we're communicating with people all day long. Let's do it better. So we can like go have more fun. Yes. No, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And then that leads to this part, reverse engineering your dreams. Cause I heard you say that in Mm -hmm. a few different ways. I'm probably putting my own how I say it, but that's what you're saying. You, you get mm-hmm. a dream in mind, a plan, something in mind, and you go to what does the end look like and work back? How mm-hmm. do you, how does someone that has a fuzzy dream, maybe they want mm-hmm. to start a business or they want to get into sales or make over a hundred thousand, whatever that is. Okay. How would you say to them? Hey, they came up and say, Hey, Carmen, I have this dream. I don't know what to do. I kind of have a little bit of an idea. How can you help me get there or give me an idea to get there? Awesome question. So start with what you have that is concrete. Let's, let's take that $100,000 example. You said, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. Awesome. All right. When, how much time do you have? Let's say you have for easy math. Let's just say you have 10 months. Okay. Awesome. So you want to make a hundred thousand dollars. You have 10 months. That's $10,000 a month. What are you doing now to make money? Can that make you $10,000 a month? Yes or no? What are your margins? Do the math. Like when you have a number you're working with, there's mm-hmm. a lot of math to do. You know, if you're at 50% margin, all right, I actually need to sell two, like $20,000 worth of stuff yep. a month so I can keep the $10,000 in my, in my profit. So margin, I mean, think of the margins, the margins come into play. And so, all right, is what I'm doing now for, is that going to generate my enough revenue for my goal? Is it going to get me that $10,000 a month net revenue or net profit? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. All right. Yes. Awesome. 
How do I do it better and be spectacular at it? No. Okay. Can it? Yep. If it can, you got to make some tweaks. If not, you either have to add something to it or switch altogether. Make that's, sense? Yes. That's what I train people in my sales job. Mm-hmm. So I help people in my sales world doing stuff. And I always ask my first mm-hmm. question, you want to make how much money? What's your numbers? How many mm-hmm. people do you got to talk to? Yep. What's your average sale? How much mm-hmm. time do you spend on each client? And that way they can reverse that back. That's, mm-hmm. that's golden. I didn't think about it in the business sense. I just thought about it in the, cause I'm a sales yeah. guy. So. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, your business is making sales. Yep. And so how many sales do you need to make? What are your margins? How many things do you have to sell or, or upsell? I mean, it's, it's a nice, beautiful math equation. That's actually fairly easy to figure out. I know some people dislike math. I love math. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to figure out. Let's take that other example. You said you want to get into sales. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Why do you want to get into sales? What about it is attracting you to it? Let's say, oh, I really like talking with people. Okay. What else can you do besides sales that helps you talk with people? Can you start in customer service? Or how, how can you talk with more people in what, in what you do now? Sales is like a big category too. So yep. can you get more specific? Do you want to go work at Gap and be in retail sales? Do you want to be telemarketing? That's sales. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be doing high ticket sales from the stage? That is sales too. So when you say you want to be in sales, close your eyes. We think in pictures, right? Mm -hmm. Close your eyes. What's the picture you get in your mind? Okay. That helps you be more specific. And that helps you kind of be able to identify and pull out what you're actually looking for when you say, I want to go into sales. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's beautiful because you Mm got to get your numbers. You got to know what you want and be specific. No, I'm liking this. Mm -hmm. This is good. So, (laughs) um, so going to do another shift. I always like to do a little bit of a speed round. I'm just going to give you two words and you can decide which you like better or, or not. But before I do that, because I forgot, I had to stop, pop back in my head and it's, it popped in there. Um, I said this on an earlier podcast, but you, what you've been saying is brought to my head. Success is simple and it leaves clues. The problem is, is that mm-hmm. most people try to overcomplicate it instead of doing the little things that they need to do. Um, mm-hmm. So are you more into... I bet it's, I know the answer, but are you more into like a process for building a business, like with short-term, long-term goals or more of the people having like a, just a grand vision and kind of going toward it? What, what, what would be your approach to getting someone from point A to their fuzzy dream father down the road? Uh, I, I would say the first thing you mentioned, I'm more about process. You still have to have the goal though, mm-hmm. Right. Once you have the goal, I can get you there. I'm not going to make up a goal for you. There is no point in me making or anybody else making up a goal for you. And so for some people, it's they need help on what that vision is, what the goal is, right? Mm -hmm. Other people, they have the goal. They just need help getting there. They need help getting from point A to point B. And so I can do both. I'm not, I'm not like, it's not like Halloween candy. Okay. Goals are not like Halloween candy where you have your pillowcase and you go door to door, like trick or treat. What's my goal. It's like, you need, that has to come from within. That has to come from you. Yep. And so once you have that, I can get you there. Mm -hmm. You, you need to tell me where we're going. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. You're the facilitator. So like if I wanted to start a podcast and all, you could help (laughs) me get to where I need to be, but it's going to be my ideas, my dreams, my thoughts on the podcast or whatever business you're helping someone with. Right. Cool. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now I might say, have you thought about this or that? I'll give you counsel. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think that's a really good idea. Or I think you could tweak it and make it a little better. Yep. It's still your goal though. Yeah. It's just giving the person space to do their vision and then just helping guide them. Yep. No, that's perfect. So now we'll go to the lightning round. So mountain or beach? Mountain. Legacy or money? Both. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza or chicken? Pizza. Yeah, I knew, I knew you're Italian. There's no way you weren't going to do I'm that. Italian. You're Italian. Go with the p- you're only Italian. good pizza, though. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. Beware. No, I got you. Also, <laughs> where we're not done yet. We're going to talk more. But where can people find you? Because I hate that when it's at the end. Everyone just turns the podcast off. So I always like to put it in the middle. Where can they find okay. you? Awesome. So if you go to most of the social media, primarily Facebook and LinkedIn, I am Carmen Ventrucci. I'm the only one of them as far as I know. So you can just put my name in the search and find me there. My company is called True Sisu Life. So that's www.truesisulife.com. And that's my business website. You can also go to therubyroad.com and find out about our adventure, our (laughs) RV RV adventure across the USA. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I always like to put that in Father Up. That way people don't skip it. Um, Mm -hmm. What books do you recommend? Oh my gosh, too many. Um, So if if you've never read anything, start with The Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki or Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, I cannot pronounce words Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I know. Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, those really, that, those were some of my first business reads back in 2013 when I had my twins mm-hmm. um, that I mentioned that re- were really like, oh my gosh, there's a little more to this right now. That's the um, first book I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That got me on yep, this whole thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, I also recommend Never Split the Difference by Michael Voss. It's That's a book good. all about negotiation. Yep. And it really gets you to view negotiation, not in a manipulative way, not in a bad way, but it's really two parties coming together to mutual agreements. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful book. And then also Profit First by Michael. I'm going to butcher his last name, Mikkelwitz. Can we okay. put it in the show notes? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, send Profit me it and I'll put it's it in about, Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting accounting method, actually, on how, as a business owner, you can make sure you're paying yourself first mm-hmm. and paying yourself well, because what I see, and I'm sure what a lot of people see a lot is, you know, business owners, they're, they're, they're working and working and working, yet have no financial reward, not enough financial reward mm-hmm. for it. And let's face it, if you're going to start a business, I want you to be financially rewarded for it, Yep. because that's one of the reasons Like, yes, you serve people you help people. You're making an impact. I also want you to impact your bank accounts. Right. No, no, that makes sense. I see a lot of people that grind, 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 burn, 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 and they're not, you know, financially Mm -hmm. solvable. And and then they just crash and burn. And you can't help anyone Mm -hmm. if you can't help yourself first. You have to fill yourself up. What about about self-care with you? Do you, I know, I, I'm sure you believe in self-care with six kids. It mm-hmm. might not be as easy or doable, but do you have any like self-care things that you recommend for people, business people, salespeople? Um, find your hot beverage of choice. So I, I usually switched from coffee to tea and I'm just loving it because there's this like this whole world of tea out there. I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. And so I will frequently just around two o'clock in the afternoon is usually my, okay, 
time to have a cup of tea and just kind of sit. I sit in my front chair yep. in my front yard and just like sit outside and drink my tea and just watch the neighborhood. And it's just time for me to, sh- you know, it's, it's not a meditation per se. It's time for me to kind of shut my brain off. And that's again, where the ideas start flowing. Yes. Um, I get a lot of sleep. Usually by 10 o'clock, I am in bed mm-hmm. and, and there's not much that will keep me awake past 10. So, <laughs> I mean, make sure you're getting sleep. Um, and then actually this is, this is interesting because I've recently been diagnosed with hypothyroidism Okay. and it's, it's kind of, a, it's a pain in the butt. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so I am, I am in this process of reaching out to people who might be more experts in it, because I think there's a lot of misguided information in the, in the medical community about it is what mm-hmm. I'm finding because I am, it's my goal. I've decided I will, I will get off my medication for this. Nice. Good. And so I'm doing the research to figure out how I can do that and be healthier because mm-hmm. it's not fun. It's really no. not fun. Yeah. I want it to go away and it will. Mm-hmm. And, and did you find, cause this intrigues me. Um, and I know mm-hmm. like with a lot of medical stuff and all food, exercise, rest, self-care that plays in the role of helping get better with that type of stuff or, I mean, in mm-hmm. general, overall yeah. health it does, but is that what you find in your state so far? Like, yeah. So if I, I'm, I love the outdoors. I, I'm mm-hmm. a nature lover. And so today, this morning, I took about a 40 minute walk with my dog. Nice. And if, if I don't get that time outside, even in the winter, mm-hmm. I am just like crabby pants. I, I, I need that sunlight. I need that fresh air. And I just, you know, that's part of my self-care is being outdoors. That's why I like to just sit and drink my tea outside. Mm-hmm. I and do that. just on my front step. I do it with outside. coffee. I do it with coffee. I can drink yes. tea, but I, I do like enjoy coffee, coffee too. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a coffee holic. That is my one beverage of choice that I would drink constantly. And it's not always mm-hmm. good, but I like mm-hmm. it. So last fun question. Um, okay. If you could leave the listener and you can even, if you want to go back in time and say this to yourself, however you want to phrase it, it's cool. What would you tell someone starting out or your younger self as a goal? You only get one chance. You get two minutes to Mm -hmm. tell them to fill their cup for lack of better words, to encourage them to go on, to do what they need to do. What would you say to yourself? Cause I think that would probably be even more strong. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Um, Okay. It's kind of two answers, but it's really the same thing. I'm trying to think how to say this nicely. Um, You are responsible for you and your results. Stop waiting around for other people to tell you what to do. Yes. Take action. Go get it. If you screw up, if you make a mistake, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I respect that. A lot of people respect that. Yep. You are responsible for you. And and then here's why I say this. There's two reasons I say this. Number one, this is really a virtue we are talking to our kids about. Because our kids, like many other kids, they get stuck in victim mode. Oh, mm-hmm. it's not my fault this happened. My brother or my sister or my cousin did it. I'm like, I don't care. Did you do it? Yeah, then it's then you need to take responsibility. It's about taking responsibility for where you are in your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason I say this is because, like I said, about two years ago, I left my corporate job to go full-time in my own business. And it, this sounds silly. I was really still waiting around for like people to tell me what to do even though mm-hmm. there's no one else to tell me what to do. It's just me. Yep. And it took me, oh my gosh, 
six, eight weeks to really like get over that and, 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 and say, Hey, there's no one else here. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one responsible for my results. I don't have a team. Yes. I can go to people for help and ask for help and ask for console. Mm-hmm. I'm really the one responsible to get it done. And so that was a big mindset shift for me moving from a, a corporate environment to a, a business owner environment. That was like, if I would have learned that lesson on day number two, I would have been much more successful than learning mm-hmm. it on day, you know, 64. So no, that's good. Um, that, that would be like, you are responsible for you in, in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. You need to be, you need to figure it out and get it done. No, I loved how you said it though. hundred percent ownership. But forgive yourself when you make a mistake. It's okay as long as you're moving forward. Because you always hear some people will go all to the extreme. It's all mine, but then they don't ever forgive Mm -hmm. themselves for it. So I I loved how you Mm -hmm. framed that. That was amazing. Yes. I I give myself permission to make mistakes every day. I do make mistakes every day. I give myself my kids permission to make mistakes too. Yep. It's like they understand that they are, they're not going to get perfect grades. Mm -hmm. I understand that as long as they do their best. And I know they're actually doing the work. I'm happy. Yes. And so that that's, I mean, that's, that's something I see in all ages. I mean, people are so afraid to make a mistake. They're so afraid to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's how you learn. That's, that's why you, you just better. do it. Like there's people in our that's circle. Right. Yeah. Same thing. They don't, yeah. there's like, just them. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, I'm thinking about doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing that I've done for mm-hmm. the last 12 months. And I'm like, I'm on the opposite end. Once I make a decision, kind of like mm-hmm. you do, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to mm-hmm. start a podcast. It's not going to be perfect. I don't care. I'm just going to do mm-hmm. it and get it better and just grow and do three mm-hmm. steps forward. No, I love that. That's like, amazing. Per- yeah. Perfectionism is the mother of procrastination. Like, like I said earlier, I did Zoom meetings from my car. Like yep. I sit in the passenger seat, the car is parked. That is my mobile office because you're working with what you have. Mm-hmm. If I would have waited for it to be perfect, I, I would have made any money last year. That, that's pretty much how it would have gone. Mm-hmm. And so you are, you are accountable. You are responsible. You are in charge. You have choice on how you're going to get things done and how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. You have the choice. You're going you're gonna to mess up. That's fine. Don't deal with it. And that's what entrepreneurs and salespeople want. And then when we get mm-hmm. it to them, they freak out. <laughs> They're like, wait, yeah. I don't want choice. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so, 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 so here's my challenge. Can I give your audience a challenge? Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay. So in order to promote the mindset of it's okay to make mistakes, next time you see somebody make a mistake, tell them that it's okay. And instead of saying like, oh, you, I can't believe you did it that way. Say, what did you learn from doing it that way? Reframe the conversation, ask what they discovered and ask how they would change it next time. Because that is a cooperative and collaborative environment and way to talk about how we want to continuous, continuously, there I go with pronunciation again, continuously improve and do it differently next time so we don't make that same mistake again. So next time you see a colleague, your, your, your spouse, your child make a mistake, instead of getting in their face about it, which I know is some of our our, our instinct to do, yeah. mm-hmm. just ask them, how would you do it different next time and start the conversation? Yeah, that, that's amazing. Um, I think that is going to be the perfect part to stop. We'll have to have you on the podcast again. Um, again, if you want to, for the people that missed it before, follow Carmen on Facebook, you're on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. are you on YouTube? 
You're YouTube on- is the Ruby Road. Ruby Road. And then LinkedIn. 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 Mm-hmm. The woman with the golden shovel. I remember. Right? Did I say that right? The golden shovel? The girl with the golden shovel. The girl it's with like, the golden shovel. It's like shovel. a James she, Bond title. Doesn't it sound James the, Bondish? It does. It sounds better than mine. It sounds better than mine. But I said there. Cool. Well, thank you all again for hopping on and listening to the 150K podcast where we take your dreams and help you go from zero to six figure and beyond. Uh, have a wonderful day. Please subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors. Drop some comments. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you all next time.